Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris with part two of Storytelling. Once our house burnt down back in Sydney and the World Trade Center collapsed, taking with it $50 million and our offices and all our computers and having the landlord lock us out, I went to Nepal with a group of people this was my one of my many trips to Nepal. But just before I'd been to Nepal, I'd gone down to Mexico to speak at the Global Conference of Corporate Consciousness. While I was in Mexico speaking at the Global Conference of Corporate Consciousness, I uh, met four Canadian women who said they would love me to come up to Halifax in Canada and speak to an audience. I did. I went back to Australia and then I flew to Canada and I spoke to an audience. In that audience were some Native uh, uh, American people, some people from the Mi'kmaq tribe, and they asked me to come to their community, which the people from Canada who had invited me to Canada to speak uh, enjoyed. So I went and I started a relationship with a community in developing and helping them overcome some of the uh, problems that they were suffering from uh, the mistreatment of their communities by uh, the white people a long, long time ago. And this included some youth at risk work and some suicide prevention and health, mental and emotional, in the communities. And I eventually spoke at quite a lot of communities throughout Canada, but one in particular. So then when I had gone back from this community to my base in New York before New York got bombed by the World Trade Center, I was asked by the community to become a pipe carrier, which means they thought I was sincere enough in my work to become part of their community and there was going to be a Sundance in which we danced around a pole and uh, performed an amazingly sacred indigenous community um, uh, ceremony um, and I was going to be that and I prepared for it quite extensively until uh, they we I went there and got ready for the ceremony and then the night before the ceremony a big white bear came into my dreams, into my room in fact, and I thought it was really, 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 really a big white bear, and it told me in no short terms to fuck off. So I went to them the next morning when I was just about to be initiated in the Sundance ceremony and told them I couldn't do it because the big, big white bear that nobody could see and was in my dreams had told me to fuck off. And that made everybody a little disappointed in me and eventually made me leave town as fast as I possibly could being chased by a bunch of people in a car with a gun in the back. So I didn't go back after some period of time. But in the meantime, I went to Nepal with a group of people. And while I was in Nepal, I just wrote about this Sundance and I got into a lot of trouble because I said the word Sundance on my website and made it sound commercial. So then I really was in big trouble because I'd spoken some bad words. And then after Virginia and I broke up, things uh, uh, were different because I, I, I was basically decided to stay in Australia. And then when I was staying in Australia, I got an email 
from a lady in America saying she really enjoyed my work. And I said to her, well, thank you very much for enjoying my work. Um, one day, if ever you're in Australia, please uh, drop past and visit me. And she said, actually, I do live in Australia, even though I come from Colombia, South America. I live in Australia. And I said, well, if ever you're in Sydney, you should come and visit me. She said, well, actually, I do live in Sydney. I um, am from Colombia. I've lived in America, but I'm now in Australia and I live in Sydney. I said, well, if ever you're in the eastern suburbs, uh, you should drop past and visit me because I live in the eastern suburbs. She says, well, I actually do live in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Isn't that a coincidence? And I said, well, if ever you're at this place, this park, uh, please uh, drop by and we'll have a coffee together. She said, I live next to the park. And she turned out she lived next door. And so we got married. And in the process of being married to Elena, my beautiful friend, um, we had such great journeys around the world, uh, doing things together, writing books and exploring the universe and sharing that work with so many business people. And she was a profound influence in my life and, and uh, she brought with her a lot of shaman knowledge and a lot of knowledge of the other world. And that helped me with my corporate work. But in the meantime, I was still going back and forward to Nepal. And that's when I met um, <laughs> an actress who was a friend of my neighbours and uh, she and I started to go out but then I decided I didn't want that and then we moved on and then after all that I met uh, Lotta who came for coaching but I said I don't want to coach you, you need to go away because uh, you, there's nothing wrong, you don't need to be coached because she thought she had some trauma that she needed to be and then six months later she gave me a swimming lesson and we started a relationship so that's really a nice story but before that story one of my trips to Nepal I was on an airplane talking to the flight attendant and we were coming down from the mountains she was telling me a heartfelt story about her ex-partner that she'd uh, been engaged to had been the pilot of one of these small airplanes and it had crashed and killed him and she was traumatized by it and I said well I'd like to be your friend and I became engaged to her eventually but we didn't continue with it after she came to Australia because she was homesick and wanted to be in America. I guess the purpose of saying all this is not to uh, dilute any form of the coaching that I do or suggest for one minute I'm not a great believer in love. But it's more to say that when we set goals and set things on a path, they don't always go as we planned and we hang on for grim death sometimes but the truth of the matter is when our heart goes out of something it goes out and when our heart goes into something we go in that direction and I think we can control this I've learned now that some of the 90 degree turns were designed to be that way in my life and some of the 90 degree turns were uh, were in, in caused by um, in some senses ignorance or let's say selfishness on my part but none of them were ever intended to hurt any human being they were intended to uh, be kind and to spread the word of uh, especially to to corporate people about living in a conscious way being self-aware being living in a way that you know your own heart and that when people are ugly and people are mean and cruel and people are deceptive 
to just trust your heart while all this is going on. And I guess the evidence of this story, and I've been very short and tried to be a little humorous in telling it with its brevity, is to say, is to say that a lot of things can change and uh, we can win and lose things along the way. But most importantly, if our heart is open and we are strong to our heart, nothing really changes at all. This is Chris. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.